Do you want to multiply disciples of Jesus, take cities for God, ignite mighty prayer movements, and spark a third great awakening in the United States? You have come to the right place. If you long to see people love Jesus passionately, live in purity, and walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, this is what we do. My goal is to encourage and invest in the move of God happening in South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, and Nebraska. This is the Five State Revival Podcast. Welcome to the Five State Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Mann. I appreciate you listening today. Um, My family and I just returned from an event in Orlando, Florida called The Send. It was absolutely amazing. There were just under 60,000 believers uh, who gathered together in Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida, and we were just worshiping Jesus, and for 12 hours, uh, worshiping Jesus, we were praying, Uh, there was some exhortation and teaching that was going on, but our goal was to see God release another Jesus movement in the United States of America, and that he would raise up a missions movement um, that would help reach unreached people groups in the world. And it was such a good experience for us. Um, I would say especially, it was a 12-hour event, but probably the last, my favorite, the last three to four hours were just excellent. The presence of God was so wonderful. And after a whole day of being baking in the hot sun in Florida, that last three to four hours, the presence of God was so strong and the things he was doing was so amazing that 10 o'clock came and it was supposed to be over and I had energy. I was ready to just keep worshiping. It was absolutely awesome. So I encourage you uh, to check that out. You know, I believe you can watch at least video clips of it and stuff like that on YouTube, but just type in The Send in Orlando, Florida, and you could watch clips from it. It was really good. And uh, there was a part, I encourage you to watch this video clip. I know it's on YouTube. I've seen it. There was a part in the event where, you know, it was a super hot day. It was just really hot. We're all sticky from sweat. And then finally, uh, we get into that last three or four hours and it started cooling off because the sun went down. And then we started singing the song, Let It Rain. We were just going, let it rain, let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. And as we sang that song, uh, it was like right then it started raining. Just the, the sweetest cool, refreshing rain began to happen in the stadium. It was so refreshing and the anointing of the presence of God was so strong. And after about six minutes or so, they transitioned. We started singing a different song and the presence of God kept going. It was great. But the rain stopped right when we stopped singing that song, Let It Rain, when we were praying for revival uh, in America. So that was just a really special moment. Um, Also, I would encourage you to go to the Five State Revival Facebook page, and I posted a video clip from the send on there. It's probably 14 or 15 minutes long, where Andy Bird from YWAM, Youth with a Mission, um, he he talks about adoption, and he shares the story of his family and, and their experience with adopting several children. It was so powerful. Um, Honestly, it will stir your heart 
uh, to see an adoption movement raised up. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about today on this this whole episode in this podcast. We're devoting to talking about what God is doing in the area of foster care and adoption. I mean, there the life of the Spirit is on this issue right now. I mean, God is moving in this way. I know at the Send, they're believing God for a million adoptions to happen. And um, I, I've just uh, been talking about it with other people. I know in our church um, that God's been stirring up this issue as well. And so anyway, I wanted to bring it before you and make you aware of something that God's doing in our region and really in the whole nation uh, is an adoption movement. So excited to talk about that today. And I have a, to me, uh, a very, very special guest, um, on the show with me today. So that's really awesome. And uh, she's going to talk with me about this subject. And uh, uh, Winter Hendrickson is her name, and she's a spiritual daughter. And uh, that Autumn and I, my wife and I, we love so much. We're so proud of her. I had the privilege of getting to lead her to Jesus many years ago. How, how, how long ago was that? 15 years ago. 15 years yeah. ago now. And um, I'm so thankful for that. And and I have got to watch her walk with Jesus for 15 years. And uh, Winter has an excellent spirit. She's been involved in missions. She has a passion for missions. She has a passion for adoption. Her and her husband, Chad Hendrickson, who is a spiritual son of mine, he was actually in uh, my youth group when I was a youth pastor many, many years ago. He was in our youth group and uh, he served in missions and uh, both of them together have a heart for adoption. They've adopted four children out of the foster care system. They have an amazing family. I'm super proud of them. So um, I'm excited to have her on the show with me today. So um, we'll, I'm just going to interview her. So we'll go ahead and transition and we'll get started with the interview. Okay, so I have Winter Hendrickson with me, and I'm just going to talk to her because she's very involved with adoption, and uh, I wanted you to hear uh, some of what God is doing in her life and the things that God's put on her heart in this area. So, Winter, I'm just going to ask you some questions, mm-hmm. and um, I'll start. Just If you could just begin by telling us your salvation story, how you came to know the Lord. I would love to. It's one of my favorite stories to tell. So when I was a little girl, I went to Lutheran church and I learned about Bible stories all the time. And when I turned a teenager, I became a little bit rebellious in my ways. And my my life was just kind of changing like at a rapid pace. And I started hanging out with like a really rough crowd. And one day I was hanging out with them and one of my friends just like kind of went weird. And he like grabbed me by my hair and like pulled me across the room. We were like teenagers, so teenagers do dumb things. But like, it really like woke me up and I walked home with my cousin and I was crying. And then when I got home, my sister who has been going to church for like six months at the time, and she was a spirit-filled believer, just recently saved. She said, Winter, do you want to come to church with me? And my cousin said yes, so I said, fine, I'll go with you. So we went to church. I don't remember anything about the sermon or anything like that, but at the end of it, it was like so impactful for me. Actually, Pastor Jeff came up to me in the service and he said, Winter, where are you going to go when you die? What's what's going to happen to your your life when you die? And I, I knew in that moment, like I knew that I was going to go to hell. There was no reason for me to go to heaven. And so I started crying and they led me in a prayer of salvation. But 
the most amazing thing happened right after that. I, I encountered God for the very first time yes. in my life and I felt his presence and he was so real and it was so impactful to my life. Like literally nothing in my life has been the same since that day. I have been like just radically living for him. Anything that has to do with Jesus, I was going after. And I actually got baptized in the Holy Spirit that night. That was yeah. the first time I even encountered the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it was so real. Like it, it's amazing. God was so real. And then I just started... Everything started esc- like just spiraling. My whole life is completely different. I know that if I didn't get saved that night, I would not be the person I am today or doing the things I am today, especially with adoption, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's so good. And right away, yeah, I mean, Winter got radically saved. So she did not ease her way into the kingdom. Um, she had that encounter with the Lord, and she loved Jesus and was all in about serving Jesus right away. And you got you were involved with your youth group, yeah, and just serving right away and and doing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you graduated high school, yep, and you you went to. You, Ukraine, yeah. right? You went mm-hmm. to the Ukraine right away. Is that? Yep. Yeah. Right, right. Almost right after high school, I decided to stay and help with our youth group. But there was an opportunity to go and work in Ukraine, actually, with Chad, um, with his team over Which there. Which is her husband. My husband. Yeah. yeah. He was over in Ukraine, and I got to work closely with him. That's kind of how we really got to know each other really well. And missions was in my heart. And one of the my favorite things about that trip is we got to work with with orphans and with with boys and the boys home and different Mm. things. And we actually was so impactful for me that I went back two more times on a six month mission trip. And I was just marked for the rest of my life, seeing these, these boys in the orphanage that were were addicted to drugs and had no family. And you just can't walk away from that experience. And especially we went to this orphanage called the handicap orphanage. And there was just kids that were literally physically and mentally handicapped and I just felt like there's no hope and I just you just can't like unsee these things when you see them and we just we just sat with them and we read with them we told them about Jesus and we just played with them and that was like our ministry like that was all that the ministry entailed but I felt like it was so fruitful to just be with these kids and it just changed my life forever for sure. Yeah, I, I, and I remember um actually I think it was 2011 uh what what year did you get married? In 2010. 2010. Yeah. yeah. So 2010, her and Chad got married and I had the privilege of being able to officiate their wedding. Yeah. And uh, I think it was the next year, within the first year of their marriage, they went together as a married couple back over to the Ukraine for, was it six months? Yeah, just three months. But we just wanted to tie up some loose ends and visit the orphanages and make sure the kids were doing well. Yeah. And so I was able to go um, just for like a week or so. I went over while they were there and stayed with them. And I got to go with them to uh, these... uh, orphanages and and different things like that. It was such a powerful uh, experience, a a super powerful experience on my life. Actually, that's probably one of the favorite missions trips I've ever been on in my whole life. I enjoyed it so much. So um, yeah, tell us about God's really given you and Chad um, a passion for adoption. Even before you were married, you knew you were going to adopt. So tell us about your heart for adoption and kind of... uh, why, why is it so important to you and to God's heart to care for orphans? Well, there's many reasons why it's so important to God. The first reason I would say is because God adopts us into his family. And yes. we, through Jesus, we can have a relationship with Father God through adoption. And that's the only way we can have a relationship with him. And so that whole like concept of having God adopt us, his compassion for us is unreal and off the charts. And 
And also adoption is on God's heart as well. He longs for his children to be connected with, with mothers and fathers. He designed families. This is his dream. This is his, his, his goal is for children to be with their, with their forever families and for permanency to happen in kids' heart. He, he understands all of that. And, and also in the Bible, it, it tells, tells us what pure religion really is, and that's to take care of orphans and widows. It says that in James. And we literally, if we just did it religiously, just took care of orphans and widows, we would be doing what's pure pure in God's eyes. I think that's just so beautiful that God cares about it so much. He's like, just practice it and just do it, and you're doing what's right. And I was like, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. It's easy for me. Yeah. Yeah. So sh- do you mind sharing the story of when Chad proposed to you, yeah, like no, how that went with adoption? Of course. This yeah. is a good story. You're going to like this. <laughs> so um, me and my husband, when we got engaged, we were just friends. And then one day he asked me if we he could marry me. It was very it was very sudden. I, I knew him for about seven years, so it wasn't super surprised. But, um, so, but I was thinking about it within that 30-minute time frame after he asked me to marry him. And I said, but we have to do two things first. I had stipulations on our marriage. It was deal breakers for me. And one was kind of shallow. We had to go on a honeymoon to Hawaii. And he, of course, did that. He yeah, said, they did it. easy, we can do that. That sounds fun. And he loved it. He didn't think he would, but he did love it. And then the second thing was more important. We had to adopt a little girl from China. And that was a huge thing. So adoption was on my heart back then. And then later we found out we had an inability of conceiving children, actually. So I I always like to tell my children that they were on my mind before I even knew that was going to happen. God put that in my heart to adopt children. And I just knew that from from when even when I was a little girl, that this is this is right for my life. I'm supposed to adopt children. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's so important. You know, I was uh, back in January. Our church was doing a um, a fast our church was and I was just reading my Bible one morning and I I just happened to be reading in Matthew chapter 18 and as I was reading it's like all of a sudden like out of the blue really the Holy Spirit started talking to me about uh, caring for orphans and uh, kids who are in the foster care system and uh, about the about adoption and I was reading in Matthew 18 where Jesus says Anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. And of course, if you read that in context, he's he's actually not specifically talking about adoption there. He's he's talking about something different. But sometimes, you know, you're reading something and the spirit just breathes on it and speaks to you from a verse. And right away, the Lord brought to my mind that adoption and foster care is holy. He says, apply this to adoption, Jeff, is what he was telling me. So I want to encourage you. I'm going to read it again and think about this related to adoption. He says, anyone who welcomes a little child on my behalf is welcoming me. Like there is, uh, when you welcome an orphan or uh, take care of a foster uh, kid, uh, you are actually ministering to Jesus himself. And of course, I have that on my mind because the Spirit's speaking to me and I just keep reading the passage. And then I get down to verse 12. Now, I'm going to read these few verses. I want you to relate these to adoption and foster care. It says, if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others on the hills and go out to search for the one that is lost? That's the orphan. And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he will rejoice over it more than over the 99 that didn't wander away. In the same way, 
it is not my heavenly father's will that even one of these little ones should perish. And I remember God just like, uh, you know, moving on my heart when I read that final verse and I was thinking about every orphan in the world. You know, you could get statistics and there would be thousands upon thousands of orphans in the world. And sometimes you just read statistics and they can just feel like a number. But to God, none of them is a number. Like he knows every one of them intimately. And he says, it's not the father's will that even one of these little ones would perish. He wants every one of them to have a father. He wants every one of them to have a mother. He wants every one of them to know the father's love and to be part of a healthy family. I mean, this is God's heart for every single child. And so God was just stirring my heart with that issue. And I believe it's it's because he's doing something uh, in this area right now. So I, I mentioned before, um, you know, that actually I'll just say this. Winter actually posted, I think it was an article on this uh, like Facebook or a messenger thread or something like that. And uh, and it was about the, the state of Minnesota. So we're talking about our five-state region. And I think there was a pastor, if I remember right, you can help me for the parts yeah, I remember no, wrong. Yeah. But basically this pastor in Minnesota was was wanting to, he had the goal of uh, that uh, to to adopt every single kid out of the foster care system, yeah. uh, to raise up believers in different churches, so that there would be no no one left in the state of Minnesota uh, that didn't have a family that they belong to. And I think I think the statistics were there are approximately four thousand churches in the state of Minnesota. And at any given time, there's usually around a thousand kids in the foster care system in Minnesota. So he was saying, if just one family out of every four churches in Minnesota would adopt, we could fix the problem uh, in the state of Minnesota. And I remember you posted that article, Winter, and it moved my heart. I thought, man, that is like doable. Yeah. That is so doable. And I think God's doing this. For God's sure. doing it right now. He's stirring people's hearts to do this. I want to do this in South Dakota. And so I just want you to talk about um, what you see God doing uh, in the in the area of adoption right now. I see God doing a lot of stuff in the area of adoption. But um, the main thing is I see him coming through and putting it on the hearts of our government leaders. I know that in our state of South Dakota, Christy Noam has been a huge advocate for Amen. adoption. And I, I know that's from the Lord. Like, I promise you that's from God, like if our governor is speaking about it. And then also I feel like the church, the church is a great place to start. It's two times, a, a Christian is three times as likely to adopt and do foster care than than someone that's not a Christian. And so we, I'm working with an organization even right now that goes into churches and they recruit foster parents. And I just feel like that's wow. really important for a recruitment of foster parents to happen yes. and for um, myths to be broken off of foster care. That's one of the biggest things. Sometimes people have um, ideas and mindsets about foster care that just simply isn't true. Um, we have kids that were told that they were going to be runaway children, but that's just, they're just some of the most amazing children on earth bringing their friends to Jesus. My oldest son, he was, he came into care when he was 10 and he brought, he has um, brought like 20 kids to Jesus since he's been with us and he's 16 now. He's just an amazing child. And just, I just feel like that the compassion just needs to arise. And I think through prayer as well, we could, yes. we could really take on this thing and it could, it could solve a lot of issues in our society. Could you imagine like if all mm. the teenagers that are aging out of foster care, if they got adopted, it's said that if they don't get adopted, they are 
like 50% like of the time, if they don't get adopted out of foster care before they're 18, they're 50% likely to get like homeless and then like three times as likely to be on drugs and then half the girls are pregnant if wow. uh, after aging out of foster care. So this would um, solve a lot of um, social needs in our in our society if we, if we really took care of our children in, in the proper way and took, I like what um, Andy Bird said. He said that um, if we took responsibility of the sins of our neighbors and our, and of our of our of our states and of our nation, I think that was like hit the nail on the head. Like just like perfectly. Just we got to take responsibility for the sins of others. And and God's God's moving on it. And he's he's giving people success in foster care. And I think that's a myth that that all the children are bad. Like I just really think that those those things would really help the system. Yeah, I I think too. Like. Uh, you know, we I love what you said about prayer for this. Mm-hmm. You know, we we pray the prayer a lot this because God's raising up a missions movement in the earth. And so there's this prayer movement <coughs> that is, you know, talking about um, you know, pray for uh God to raise up laborers. You know, the harvest is plentiful, the workers are few. And I think what, you know, adoption is a mission field. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's 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 a mission field and it's it's more than just a mission field. That's not just about going there to to get some converts. I mean, because salvation is not just conversion. It's the heart of adoption in in the Father is really what it is. But but what if we started praying, God, raise up laborers to adopt children, you know, raise up parents that would adopt children. I think God would answer that prayer. So I encourage you to pray along those lines and then pray about being the answer to your own prayer and adopting. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Absolutely. But it really is a mission field. And actually, when, when we were at the Send, they had, I don't remember the exact number, but it was about the war against inaction. And and they were declaring war on passivity. And, and they had, I think it was five or six different mission fields that they were recruiting and calling people to say, is God telling you to focus and adopt this mission field and engage in, in this. And, you know, they had like the nations of the world. They had the adoption field of high schools, of university campuses, et cetera. Neighborhoods was another one. But one of their mission fields was the area of adoption. Awesome. And there was this powerful uh, part where Andy Bird was praying or, or he was talking at the send and he was he was just making this declaration. It was so powerful. And he was like, you know, to the, the university student that's in their dorm and feeling alone, love is on the way. And, you know, to the to the person in the nations that doesn't know Jesus and is searching for God, love is on the way. And he's like to the orphan, love is on the way to the one in the foster care system that's about to be timed out and become homeless love is on the way and it's a rescue mission from heaven uh, uh to a generation and and i really love when he said that that was so powerful to me but uh we carry the father's love and we want to uh rescue these ones for sure absolutely yeah That's awesome so uh, i want you to share to because you've, you've adopted four kids so tell us a little bit of your experience with adoption personally, just your family. Like what what are some testimonies? What have you seen? What are some things you've seen God do in your family and the kids through the process of adoption? Yeah, um, I told you about our oldest son, Augustine, how he, he leads his friends to Jesus now um, and how he was supposed to be this he, like he was a boy and he was older. And those are like the ones that people kind of tend to shy away from when they when they choose to 
pick a child from foster care to adopt. And we picked him because he, he, you, you just say yes. When God tells you to say yes, you just say yes. And he, yeah. he's just a fantastic boy and he loves Jesus so much. And then one of our other sons, um, we just had him for two years now, but when he first moved in with us, um, he was fairly suicidal and he had a lot of outbursts and there's a lot of difficulties there. But like now, it's been a few years, and I would say after a year after he moved in, even th- things have completely shifted. And I feel like I can give God glory for that. Like he is a completely different child now, and we're just so proud of him. He loves Jesus so much. Just last Sunday, he was singing the worship song as loud as he can. I'm sure everybody in the whole church heard him because he was just he was just so like um, just proud of of his love for Jesus. And we're just so proud of him. He hasn't had any suicidal tendencies in over a year, so we're just like really excited about what God's doing there and how. God's healing their hearts and yes. how they're how they're just going to become so like just healthy normal lovers of Jesus and we're just Amen. we just love raising them they're just amazing kids and um, it just does stuff in your heart um, we had a foster child in her home that was just temporary and it was just God was speaking to me through this child literally she was like kind of like all over the place and then all of a sudden she just as clear as day she kind of had some mental illness but she just as clear as day said can I have a cup of cold water? And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> this is this guy. God is speaking to me through you right now. Like Come I could just on. totally tell. And I'm like, let me just get you a cup of cold water. Come like on. Just that Give reminder that, yeah, that yeah. God is like, we're doing this onto Jesus. And it just get, it got me excited about wow. doing it again, even though I was so tired and so exhausted, it will stretch you beyond your limits, but it's the rewards outweigh it. Um, all the negatives that you might hear about it. It's, some of them are myths, but some of them are true. But just go for it. That's my biggest advice. Yeah, that's so good. And honestly, I've got to have a front row seat uh, just watching their family as they've gone through these this adoption process. And I can tell you, you know, she talked about her oldest, Augustine, and he is a soul winner. I mean, he is such a lover of Jesus, and he is a soul winner. I mean, he really has a heart to see people come to know the Lord, and he is a bold witness for Jesus. And her other son that she had talked about, he has the biggest heart, the one who who, who was suicidal when he first came yeah. at different times and That's, struggled yeah. with that. He has the biggest heart, and he is, he is a man of faith, yeah. honestly. I say man, he's a boy. But um, I could see it in him already. He'll come up, and when when I pray with him for something, we'll, we'll be in agreeing in a prayer for something during a Sunday morning service. We pray together, and um, he prays with so much faith. I tell yeah. him, I'm like, dude, you you're a man of faith. You've got faith, and he has the biggest heart. I'll, I'll pretty much every time uh, he walks into the room when I'm there, or I walk in when he's there, he just runs up and gives me a huge hug and uh, just has a big heart. I mean, God's just, he's precious. He really is. He really is. Even like a few weeks ago, he had $20 to his name and he gave it to a lady in our church that needed a car. And I, wow. I let him do it, but like, it was like wow. really, I was just like so proud of him. He would give his shirt off his back. I know he would. He's just a really generous kid. And that's who God, that's what God put in them. They were just strolling out of him. Like God's so gracious and like he's, he loves us so much to do these awesome things through our kids. I, uh, so when, when you guys adopted your first two kids, um, Augustine and Nay, and I remember a whole bunch of people from our church were in the courtroom for the, the official, you know, when the official hearing, when you adopted them 
And it was so powerful, it was so moving, actually, anointed in this courtroom. So we're there, and the judge is asking you and Chad a series of questions about your intentions for adoption. And and one of the questions he asked, and of course, I'm sitting there watching this, and I'm relating it to God the Father adopting me. And so I'm listening, and the judge asked this question to Chad. Chad, uh, the judge says, um, do you intend for for these boys to inherit like one of your natural sons. And, and of course you and Chad said, yes, we do. And I'm just (laughs) weeping. I mean, it's just hitting me. I'm like, this is incredible adoption. I'm like, this is exactly how God, the father feels about us that he intends for us to inherit like Jesus, his natural son, you know, we're adopted in through faith in Jesus into the family, but we enjoy the inheritance with Jesus. He actually shares it with us. And so I just move my heart so much, but I'm telling you this issue of adoption, this is who God is. This is what's in his heart. And so, um, yeah, that was just a cool story when you guys adopted them. That For really sure. I was crying myself. I couldn't even answer the judge, but he asked me. So I was, yeah. a, I was a mess and it just felt so sacred. It felt almost like a marriage it was. When, we, when we got married, when we got married, yeah. when we adopted our children. It was, it was, and then something also happened in our family. There was instant, like the bonding just grew, the permanency grew and adoption's so important. It just, it does something. It's more than just a piece of paper, just like marriage is. I would just, it's so serious and it just, it felt permanent and right and we were so excited we rejoiced we had big parties afterwards it was it was a joy we love these kids so much amen they're our kids when some people come up and say aren't you going to have your own kids i'm like oh i already have my own kids good yeah so that's, that's what awesome. I, normally my response is because they are my own when i look at them i don't think of them as anyone else's but my kids they're amen. my babies i agree yeah. amen so what what are some you know we talked about i'm super thankful for governor christy Nome. Absolutely. Um, I believe that the Lord has placed her in office as the governor of South Dakota and that she is anointed for this season to lead South Dakota in this in this office. I, I'm so thankful for her. And, and of course, I encourage you to listen to, um, I think it was uh, two podcasts ago, um, I shared a, a dream I had uh, that the Lord had given me in January uh, over, about South Dakota. And it was specifically related to breakthroughs that we are 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 at a place where we can experience in South Dakota specifically because Christy Nome is now governor. That's actually in the dream. That's what God said in the dream. I'm just so thankful for her. I love it that one of her main issues that she's championing uh, is the issue of foster care and adoption. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think she said in her opening speech, it was like, I'm going to, every time I give a speech, you're going to get sick of hearing me talk about this issue of foster care and adoption. I'm going to do it every single time. I love that she carries the Father's heart in that way. I do too. I love her. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. Lord bless her. We want to pray for our governor. Yeah. But um, what what are some of the specific breakthroughs that um, that we should pray to see in order for this vision of adopting and clearing out the foster care system that they all have homes. What what are some breakthroughs we need to pray for, for that to happen? Absolutely. I think we mentioned a few of them already, but, um, 
like pray for foster parents to arise. That's Good. probably the main the main one, Christian godly ones that that could come out and um, there maybe there's people in your churches right now that you can encourage to become foster parents and you just pray for them. Um, if there is foster parents around, um, how, how can you support them more? Like that's really important. And I think that the biggest thing to pray for is people's mentalities to shift come on. and their mindsets to shift. That's something that only God can do. And so that there would be a heart for adoption, for a compassion to arise for those that, um, are unloved and those are that are set aside um, for for God's compassion to arise in people's heart and that's something only God can do. God did it in me and I know that He can do it in others as well and that's that's the work of the Holy Spirit that happens so that you can love someone beyond understanding. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I would encourage you. This this is just actually coming to my mind, but I would encourage you. You know, we've talked about praying for adoptions, for God to raise up families for them. And then, of course, adopting yourself, that would be an awesome thing. But I would encourage you, what about giving? You know, this is like, if if you're like, well, you know, we, we're maxed out on the number of kids that we have, but I have a heart to see kids adopted. What if you just said, you know what, I'm going to make it a goal. I'm going to fund adoptions. I'm going to find people that are good families that are adopting, and I want to give them money to help cover the cost of adoption because um, adoption can be expensive, yeah. especially when you get into international adoption. It can be tens of thousands yeah. um, of dollars. But I, I want to encourage you, like our church, actually, the church I pastor a number of years ago, we actually created an adoption fund where we would put money because uh, we have a percentage of our of our income as a church that we we give away and to missions and different things. And so we decided to create an adoption fund to help pay for parents who want to adopt that are good families. We want to help them cover the cost of adoption to enable them to do it. And so I would encourage you as an individual, or maybe you're a ministry leader or something like that, to to consider putting it in your budget. Like I'm going to give this percentage of my income to fund adoptions. You know, that would be awesome. Yeah, um, from the foster care system, it is um, virtually almost com- completely free to adopt. But from um, international adoption, domestic adoptions, those are not free at all. They they upwards to ten to even forty thousand dollars. So yeah, that would be awesome. You guys could change the earth in that way. And then also, if you know someone that just adopted a child, this is really important. Take them a meal, like go support them, give them a gift card. I know that the church gave us a Walmart gift card once when we had a placement and it was like a young young child like two years old we had nothing for her but we we got to send her home to her family with like like snow pants and some awesome things we were taking care of of these kids and I just thought that was so powerful it really impacted my life when when people took care of us in that way yeah amen anyway so yeah I encourage you to do that so winter what what encouragement would you give to people in our region who are considering foster care or adoption my biggest encouragement is to don't let fear stand in your way. Good There's word. like 100 reasons why you shouldn't do foster care. But if God is calling you to it, you have to do it. And don't let fear stand in your way of that. There's lots of times the enemy is going to come and like whisper in your ear, like, you're crazy. What are you doing? What are you getting yourself into? Like, um, you, you don't know what you're doing. Like, you're not a good enough mom. You're not a good enough dad to do this. Like, you just need to silence the voice of the enemy in those moments and not let fear overcome you. And and God's going to take care of the rest of the, the little things. Trust me, we were not qualified to be parents when we got Augustine and Nay. We knew nothing about kids at all, but God did it, and our kids are turning out relatively normal. So we are super thankful for God's grace in our life. But yeah. if we would have let fear stand in our way, we'd have never done that. Yeah. What an awesome thing. You know, I like to think of um, 
you know, we're all going to stand before Jesus at the end of our lives, and we're going to give an account for how we, how we, how we spent our life, how we spent our money, our time, our energy, our affections, etc. And um, I just I think about how awesome it would be to stand before Jesus at the end and have been able to have the privilege in this age of adopting kids or funding. I mean, what if I could fund the adoption of 50 kids into healthy families? Yeah. I mean, powerful. Like what an awesome thing, awesome. an awesome mission field. So um, I, I want us to tell you, uh, Winter has a YouTube page, a really awesome YouTube page that's all about foster care and adoption. And you just crossed the thousand subscriber yeah, mark. Big deal for me. Yeah. My mom vlog. I was excited about yeah, that. Yeah, really awesome. <laughs> it's, awesome. it's really cool. And God's just breathing on that right now. Absolutely. So tell us about your YouTube page. Tell us how we can go to it and tell us what's your heart behind it. Well, I started this YouTube page actually because I was bored with my retail job and I wanted to do something that impacted people and not just sell people things. And so it was a little bit of an outlet. So I started it and um, it just kind of morphed into this thing. I talk about foster care and adoption. I, I talk about practical tips. I talk about the cost of it. Um, it's been really awesome. I've had about five people just in our community alone become foster parents because of me talking just starting to talk about the issue of foster care it's been really cool Wait, how, many? how many five five families that's cool it's really cool it's really awesome i mean that's awesome it's really cool what a blessing yeah that's and multiplication then, I and love then it. also i've answered hundreds upon hundreds of questions from moms all across the united states so if you want to join that Praise space God. you can just look me up on google or on youtube at winter hendrickson and i should pop up i'm one of the first ones it's a kind of unusual name so i'm right there at the top but yeah come check us out on youtube talk to us um communicate with us. We love to talk to you guys. You know, I really do believe that God, like one of the, the marks of the move of God's spirit that's going to happen in his church at the end of the age is going to be a heart for adoption. We're going to care for the orphans because that is the heart of the father. And I, I you know, I, I love this pastor in Minnesota. I don't know him, but the, he, the, who's thinking along these lines and, yeah. and he's thinking about, man, if we could get one couple out of every four churches to adopt, we could, we could solve the problem in the foster care system in Minnesota. And I love that. That is so doable. And I just, I think about this, like what, imagine the blessing of God that would come upon a state mm -hmm. or the church in a state if if we moved in adoption like that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's South Dakota, you know, North Dakota. What if the church just said, we're going to take care of the foster care system uh, and and, and we get to make disciples. We get to raise these kids to know Jesus. It's yeah. what they were born for is to know their heavenly father and to walk with him. I mean, what a powerful blessing if we're ministering to Jesus personally by welcoming these kids into our home. I believe it would open up the heavens and God would pour out blessing on our region um, directly related to that one issue. Right. So that's do you, societal transformation. And that's what it is. Yeah. yeah and that God blesses that. It's, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And then when we're done adopting all of our kids, we'll go and adopt more from other nations. That's my dream. Amen. Amen. <laughs> that's the goal. Yeah. So I, I want to have you just pray for us and just pray a blessing over us. But be, be, before we do that, before we end, is there anything like left on your heart that you'd like to speak to the church in the five state region about this issue? Yeah, I just want to encourage you to 
to if you know an adoptive family um, to to love on them and to to reach out to them and to encourage them and then also if God is putting adoption on your heart I'm, I feel like God is doing that to someone right now I just want to encourage you to say yes to that start praying about it ask your your spouse about that and and um, he's gonna make a way for you I promise he's gonna lead you to the right children um, your children could be in the earth right now and he he's he's Come drawing on. you to them right now and so I just want to encourage you to to go for it and not let fear stand in the way of that yeah amen so yeah winter would you just pray for us just pray for god to move miraculously in our five-state region in the area of adoption yes absolutely so father we just thank you so much for this region god for this five-state region god we just know that you god are, are moving in the area of adoption god this is on your heart this is your idea and so we just right now we we connect with you and we commit to you god yes. that your ways are higher than our ways lord jesus that your um your ways of our life are better than our our ways of our life that w- what we think is comfortable is is not really really comfortable, God. So I just I just ask you right now, God, that you would just move upon our hearts, Lord Jesus, everybody, God, that you would just move upon their hearts for, for an adoption movement to arise, Lord Jesus, God, that, that in this five-state region, God, that we would take care of this issue, the church would take care of the Come issue, on. God, and that there would be a spiritual blessing poured out like what Pastor Jeff was talking about, God. I just ask you for that, Lord, that, that we would take care of these orphans, Lord Jesus, in our state, and I pray that we would just see them the way you see them, God. I pray that we would, it would burn on our hearts, God. God, that we would have nowhere else to go except for to, to do what you've called us to do, God. I pray that we'd come to a place of desperation, God, and we just ask you, Father, for those that are in foster care right now, yeah. that you would come and you would rescue them, Lord Jesus, from, from hurtful situations, Lord Jesus. I get, God, I just ask you, God, for those that, that need to be in foster care right now, God, I pray that you protect them, Lord Jesus. I pray you protect people's kids until, until they meet, Lord Jesus, and we just ask you that you'd pull them out of those harmful situations. We just ask you for your mercy, Lord Jesus, on our state. That, that parents would, that would love their children, God. And we just ask you for that total transformation in every single way, God. We just ask you for your mercy in Jesus' name. Yeah. yeah, God, I ask you for three things in Jesus' name. Number one, God, I ask that you would raise up people in our five-state region who will adopt and, and, and take care of foster kids. Number two, God, I ask you to raise up people, call people and anoint people in the area of giving to actually fund adoptions. I I pray that there would be people in every state in our five-state region, by the end of their life, they would be able to have contributed to hundreds of adoptions. I just pray that you would anoint them, raise up the business people who would have your heart and a vision for this in Jesus' name. And Lord, I also ask that you would raise up people I ask God that you would raise up people who would pray and you would put this on their heart in the gift of faith that they would pray diligently for this area and you would anoint them in intercession for this. And I pray for the houses of prayer and for the churches in our region that you would put this issue in their hearts that they would keep keep this before you in intercession and that God in response to their prayers you would raise up many laborers to adopt. And I thank you for that God in Jesus name, amen. So guys, I want to encourage you, if God is stirring your heart with this issue, please check out Winter's YouTube page. And again, thank you for listening to the podcast today. You can email me with your testimonies and feedback at fivestaterevival at gmail.com. So that's the number five, staterevival at gmail.com. And I encourage you to share this podcast with others and check in with us again next time for the next episode. God bless you.